Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Arnas, Sayadar, and Sayadin. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. sentient constructs and welcome to another episode of phantology in this episode josh and i are going to be covering books five and six yep five and six Books five and six of cradle by will white and those books specifically are Ghostwater and underlord for context i read these books a couple of months ago so my memory is already fading a little bit and josh is josh just finished them a couple weeks ago yeah it's been a few weeks so you're you're a little fresher right let's hope so yeah anyways um let's uh let's jump on into it josh what are your are we going to do spoiler free thoughts uh yeah, I guess. I mean, we can keep them pretty short because um, okay. let's do spoiler-free thoughts for both books at the top, and then we'll just get into uh, spoilers for each book. But um, just because I think we were talking about book five and six of a series, mm-hmm. you know, before we start, I just want to give a shout out to blackforestbasilisks.com. They have, or it looks like she, Christine might be her name, um, has posted uh, some pretty cool summaries, both like quick summaries and more in-depth summaries that we've used as a reference to kind of remember um, what happens throughout each of the books. So shout out to her. But yeah, so uh, not spoiler thoughts for me, kind of just more of the same on these. Like, I think I, I, I like, I continue to like them. I continue to like, like excited to keep reading throughout the series but nothing has blown me away about it so far. Like I'm still like, okay, I'm enjoying this. I'm not getting really burnt out from it, but it's not like rising to be in my top five book series or anything like that. Okay. So it's not really like set itself apart in your mind from other books. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to say because this is definitely the first series I've really read like this. That's, I mean, I know that there's debate and we've had this debate about whether it's like uh, progressive fantasy or whether it's lit RPG or what, what have you, regardless, it's not much like anything I've read before. So it's, it's hard to compare it to other things. We actually, we actually had somebody in our, come into our discord, I think after our last episode, and they talked about how this isn't lit rpg and there were sort of some uh shortcomings of that genre i think specifically about like the depiction of women maybe how they're not really i I think that they're kind of just you know along the side there to progress like the protagonist plot whereas in this series it sets itself apart from that uh mainly because of year and how she is kind of you know an equal partner to Lyndon and in a lot of cases even surpassing him she's she's like her own character on her own journey I think she's very enjoyable to read anyways that was an aside I think so according to this person I I blank on their username on their name um, but I I really appreciate their insight 
yeah they kind of said this is more progressive fantasy not lit rpg yeah i think that's probably the classification for it but yeah anyway i so yeah i think i'd still like probably both of these books would be like in the six 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 to seven range somewhere in there like six six and a half maybe up there to seven if i had to give them a scores so solid you know solid books but and again we've talked about like the the whole is more than the sum of the parts you know as a whole series it's it's forming up nicely it's doing really some really cool things and pretty innovative things from um you know my reading experience but in terms of the individual books themselves i'd say that they're not like super they're not going to be sticking around in my memory of like oh dang that book had this incredible scene that i'm going to remember for years to come yeah i um i think that i mean i read this series quickly and part of that was because i really enjoyed it so the last book is sky sworn and i think we both agreed that was kind of a little dip in quality for us and i think that ghostwater picks it back up again i i liked ghostwater quite a bit it's a little bit more focused right linden's in a single location and he's i mean i could see why some people might not like it but it's like you know very like progressive like he's in a location training like you know goku in the hyperbolic time hyperbaric time chamber hyperbolic time chamber but then i actually i wasn't as big a fan of underlord i think underlord is maybe on par with sky sworn so it's like sky sworn down a little bit underlord up quite a bit and then sorry ghost water up a little bit and then underlord back down fair yeah i think that that's probably where I'm at too with it. I think that I did enjoy Ghostwater more. I, I did enjoy the stakes. And I don't know if we're gonna get into spoilers, but the state there was like one specific stake in in Underlord that I thought was added some urgency to the happenings of the book. So I think in that way, I enjoyed that part of Underlord quite a bit. But I think that, you know, you know me, like I think uh Will White has like a pretty cool ability to craft these like worlds within world that allows you to like really like dive in and get a cool sense of what's going on if there's anything like critique that i have for the series as a whole so far is that we move past those pretty quickly whether it's like sacred valley the school that they go to at the ending of the first book like the you know just all these different locations that are kind of you're in there for maybe half three quarters of a book and then you're like okay i'm out of there and i'm like well i just started really enjoying that setting Mm mm-hmm well, let's jump into Ghostwater, because I think that's that's basically what you're talking about, right? I mean, it spends 90% of the book in Ghostwater, which is this artificial like world created by a monarch, um, which I think also in and of itself, it shows like the scale of a monarch's power. You know, they create this pocket world that like for a specific purpose, which seems, you know, well beyond what pretty much anybody else in the in the books have have shown us you know outside of the abaddon um but we also see a little bit more of the factions outside of just the black flame empire we've already seen a little bit of clan akura and i guess red moon hall a bit but zeal is new he's kind of an unknown character who's a bit different but i don't know i thought i thought that the beginning was interesting too and it shows like the scale, like the difference between like, even though Linden is like 
I think a high gold at the beginning of Ghostwater. He's still like so far, there's quite a large gap between them. I mean, Harmony, Harmony kills that member of the Sky Sworn. Sky Sworn, like Yeah, just like with a thought, just kind of chops yeah, him in half. Yeah. Basically. And you're like, oh man, this guy is he's a he's he's scary, I guess. Yeah. And that is um that's maybe a criticism that I have of the series is like where you feel like oh he's so powerful now and then like suddenly the power doesn't even really matter because there's like the next stage is really what he needs to get to if he's going to have any sort any way to even you know compete with what's going on around him and that's cool at first but when it happens just like every single book it's like where the beginning of the book kind of gives these stakes of like like from the very first book on when he's just I, what was that guy like an iron or something that he's like oh one punch from him could kill me you know in the very first scene of the book when he's like out there hunting for the for whatever that the fruit yeah the fruit okay yeah and then he kind of like pulls a prank on that guy and i'm trying to remember exactly how it goes but he's like oh if that punch would have landed it would have killed me yeah yeah it's, i remember that a little it, it's just kind of like more or less every single book has opened like that where it's like oh man that person if they if they land one blow on me i'm dead i need to get to their level and then mm-hmm. spends the whole book like trying to get to that level you know what i mean yeah it's so it's it's kind of like there are some rpgs the one that i i am thinking of i believe is oblivion i don't know if you've ever played oblivion it's the elder scrolls uh four i think mm-hmm. but basically the enemies level up with the character so it's like as you get stronger so do the enemies so you're like fighting a crab which you know is like you think it's going to be really easy but it's like you know you're level 40 now the crab's like level 39 so it's not even that much easier like if the enemies level up with you what's the point of you leveling up Hmm. Uh, is that kind of what you're trying to say yeah that's actually a really good comparison it's like you know at, at some like he does a pretty good job of being like oh dang yeah linden needs to you know progress in his power but like you said at the at the point if if everything around him is just like he still can't really do anything cool then it's just like mm-hmm. well during the action yeah you're describing kind of maybe cooler action sequences and i'm sure like if i took the time to like really understand like oh he did that move and that's such a powerful move or whatever then it would be like cooler for me but i'm not like that deep into the series where that stuff really lands for me yeah and i think there are like some circumstances where we do see like how far linden has leveled up but thinking about it it happens i think more and more often as we get further into the series so in later books it's i think it becomes the like linden becomes more powerful than a higher and higher percentage of people. So, you know, mm. whereas right now Lennon's, I don't know, like the the 40th percent. Yeah, I think it's like you yeah, I think it's he was listed like 79th or 97th or something in the list of like people that were competing in the tournament. And yeah. 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 And, and so it, it like he gets better and better. And so there's more and more people who he's better than. Um, but like I mean, I think it's a fair criticism to say that, well, like I I I think there should be more opportunities to show off Lyndon's progression to give satisfaction to the reader. Like yeah. he's, he's still, he's still at this point where he basically wins most of his fights by like being clever and like tricking them. Yeah. You know, 
which is cool but the point of most of his actions in the book are to gain like more experience so that he doesn't have to do that anymore and 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 we always bring up sanderson's rules and stuff and not everything has to follow those rules but like one of the sanderson's rules is like this more like the magic system is satisfying when it gives you the ability to solve a problem in the story you know it, it, I, I slaughtered that rule but you know what i mean like you get satisfaction from a magic system when an otherwise unsolvable problem is solved in like a unique way by using that magic system okay right? yeah i i mean this i i feel like it, you have the sanderson's of his magic yeah. systems where they follow like well-defined rules and everything everything you, you basically understand it like scientifically yeah so Whereas um cradle goes the opposite direction well well let me just throw this out there an author's ability to solve conflict with magic is directly proportional to how well the reader understands said said magic um so i, I was kind of wrong with that but still kind of where an, an essential part of like sanderson's magic systems are to have the magic solve conflicts within the story and the issue like you said you know not every author needs to do that, to do that plenty of amazing author like books don't do that at all not everybody should follow these like laws da 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 but i feel like in some ways cradle is kind of like wanting you to think that the magic system is going to be what does solve the conflicts when because that's what linden keeps trying to do is progress in the magic system but like you just said, very rarely does that actually, is that actually what solves the conflict? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess it's a matter, a matter of preference. See, I think it's, it's, it's like music where you have like parts of dissonance that then kind of, you know, make it more satisfying when you hear yeah. the, the, when it's the, like the resolution. Yeah. The resolution or whatever. Yeah. And so this, this is kind of like more dissonance, I guess. And uh, in my opinion it makes like the resolution sorry i'm not a, i'm not a musician i don't really understand yeah. music theory but it makes that resolution in the later books like that much sweeter to me mm. at least okay. um, but but that's a good point some people might not want to wait so long yeah so in this book in ghostwater we are introduced to a character who you might have heard of like i i, 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 I never remember, heard of him but you hadn't heard i didn't hear of him but like looking on the subreddit everybody is like kind of obsessed and this is dross who i'm talking about yeah he's like this one-eyed purple construct and people like make plush dolls of him and oh like, do they all sorts of art i'm not sure if like people i'm well people do make it there's probably like an official like will white manufactured and like you know how sanderson has like yeah. doom slug and other things like that you know will white has dross yeah i was just gonna say because we just used the example of sanderson in my opinion doing something a little bit better than will white i'm gonna say that this is what i wish doom slug was in in uh the side verse or whatever like i feel like yeah. dross is my new favorite addition to this series i think that it's a well-needed like dose of levity and coolness factor and just like all around you know something that does set the series apart not very many series have kind of this uh ability to add in a character that is always with the protagonist you know kind of is in their mind making kind of snippy comments and just mm -hmm. i think it's executed very very well and 
I'm really excited about the, this character moving forward. And I loved it in Ghostwater. I loved him in, um, in Underlord. And yeah, that's, I, I want to spend some time talking about. So thanks for bringing it up. Okay. Yeah, I, no, I, definitely. I did not know it was such a big deal, but I can totally see why it's one of my favorite parts now of the series. Well, he becomes like his own character, right? He's, I, I think, you know, just much more integral to the plot than, I, I don't know, than some side characters. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a main, he's kind of, in my opinion now, a main character almost, right? Like, Right. And I, I think he, or I guess I want to ask how you felt about his sense of humor. Because we've talked about s- certain books recently that, you know, the sense of humor just doesn't really land for us. Yeah, humor is a really hard thing to get right. And I haven't loved the humor so far up, up to this point in Cradle. I mean, it's been fine. But I think that it, it works for me, um, especially because yeah. now there's seems to be more death happening in the books now, kind of the fights yeah. now, like pretty much, you know, are going to end and, you know, in death mm-hmm. for the most part. And so I think it does bring some levity in into the books, which I think is needed. And yeah, I think it's executed very well. Yeah. I mean, Lyndon kills one person so or akiri he kills this dragon and correct me if i'm wrong that was wasn't that like an accident like he didn't mean to kill her but something happened and yeah something like that i can't remember exactly how it went down so he accidentally kills her and then later on with akura harmony he gives harmony the chance to live and then harmony basically spits in his face and is like you know i'm gonna no matter if i live i'm gonna kill you and so linden's like you know what I'm not going to save you then. So like, I think you're definitely true that like even Linden's getting like the stakes are getting a bit higher where it's kill or be killed. Yeah. So I, I think it was great. The one, the one kind of criticism I have for Ghostwater as a whole is that it's um, maybe you hear about how hard it's going to move from like gold to true gold to underlord and then Lyndon just kind of gets a hack where he goes and is able to cycle a bunch of ghost this material from Ghostwater and is like, oh, I did what everybody was said was going to take years and years and, and a few days. And it just seems like he's always able to find these kind of hacky ways around like progression, which is which is fine, but it just feels a little bit hollow if it happens too often. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can see that. But there's no way he's going to get to the point where he can take down a Dread God by doing it the normal way. Yeah, I guess, but he doesn't, like with Ghostwater, he, he didn't really have to work too hard for it. Like, it just kind of fell into his lap. Like, the, I, I compare it to um, that scene in the, when he was in that, like, when Ethan, I can't say his name exactly right, was training Ethan. him, yeah, to get his, like, pure iron body or whatever. And he actually yeah. had to go, like, do all that fighting and it was getting beat up and it felt like he actually earned it. Whereas this is like... Oh, you mean... Just, you mean when he was like poisoned and yeah. his body was fighting, like fighting off the poison? Yeah. But then he was also, was it in the prison where he was fighting all those other things that they were sending at him? I don't know. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a few books. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. It, it Like that actually seemed like he grinded for it, you know, whereas this uh-huh. is like, he was kind of like almost on a little vacation. Anyway, small complaint, but. Okay. And also, I guess. We, we should probably wrap up with ghost water and move on soon. But one thing that I like that we learned about 
Ghostwater, Lauren in Ghostwater, is we see more of like Mercy's, like her family, the Akura clan's magic system, which I think is a bit more like well-defined than others, where it's like they have these books essentially, and each book is like a different move, and you need to gain like mastery of that move before you level up. Um, so I thought that was like kind of a cool, unique take on the magic system. So yeah, I essentially just wanted to talk about I like the I like the magic system for the Akura clan. Um, but I, I I like the variety of magic in in this world. And even though it's not necessarily well defined, I think it's very cool and different oh, yeah. different paths. I guess I keep calling it magic system, but they're really like paths. Different paths. Yeah. It's it's really cool and how they all tie back to where you feel like kind of the fundamentals are the same of it, but yeah. Okay, let's talk. Yeah, let's talk quickly about about Underlord. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the world is expanding even more for Linden. Right now, there's this uncrowned tournament, which I think we've heard a little bit about before. Like we've, uh, I think Yaren has talked about her master getting to a certain place yeah. in the uncrowned tournament. And so now it's like kind of the qualifying part of it where you know there's like this the Akura clan has their team the black flame they're going to allow another team right with either the black flame or session empire the the top three people so they're trying to get in that um i don't i don't know exactly what it was for me i don't i maybe it was kind of disappointing i was expecting more of like a large-scale conflict between the black flame empire and the Satian kingdom but like pretty quickly the Satian kingdom basically just kicks them out of Nightwheel valley and takes over and so now it's like oh we're on the back foot again we need to figure out how to how to level up without having access to it, or how to get in our top crack team of people yeah i agree um some of the conflicts like you you do it's hinted that it's gonna be like this huge you know empire versus empire and then it's like uh but it doesn't actually play out like that what what my favorite part of this book was was having um Yaren actually be wounded like in a pretty significant way where it's like oh now she's on the clock where she has to progress underlord otherwise she's gonna die and that really worked for me it was like i didn't actually think that like will white would kill her but i was invested enough to where i'm like oh dang i really want to see you know how this plays out and it was for sure felt like there was some urgency that was kind of missing uh so far up until now in the series yeah yeah so i think what happens to yaren is she gets her life force damaged yeah. by a life artist mira and yeah so she needs to in order to recover her life force or i guess like improve it she needs to progress to under under lord because that like reforms the soul or something the soul and body right yeah i think yeah i i will say that it was interesting seeing a little bit in the session kingdom with like our main point of view is Kiro and and you kind of see how he's like the honorable responsible one who you know is basically just trying to do what his father like do the best for his family and kind of listen to his father and then he has this very brash little brother and he also has this girl like I was he in love with her like mira this i i can't really remember i don't 
I don't think he was in love with her, but maybe he was just yeah, um it's kind of weird. Yeah, they they had a weird relationship. Anyway, it, it it you got to know him enough to I was kind of sad when Kiro died. Yeah. It didn't feel like too big of a deal to me, but it, it was one of the gut punch. It was a gut punch. The bigger gut punch for me was when the turtle, whose name I'm blanking on, Orthos, Orthos, left. Was that oh, yeah. Ghostwater or was that an Underlord? It was sad. It, it it felt sad. I think it's I think it's in Ghostwater. Oh, is it? Because I don't think Orthos is with Lyndon at all in this. Book. Yeah, you're you're right. Anyway, that was that was a gut punch. The other thing, the other part of uh, this book that speaking of the the world expanding we we meet another sage right have we don't have we haven't met her charity up until this book i don't think so 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 she's like the first sage because i remember being very confused about what exactly a sage was i was like what what level are they are they like a high gold a true gold underlord where do they fit in Mm -hmm. and so this what kind of that solidifies the concept a bit like you learn that they're even above an underlord and an overlord yeah i don't i i that's one of the things that i like about this series is the is the regimented levels you know i guess is right progression fantasy well it's nothing nothing different from that genre i think maybe i would enjoy more of it if if I read other books in it. So I it's we're we're learning, we're we're getting the steps or the the rungs of the ladder up to you know monarch and beyond. We're learning where Linda needs to go. Yeah. And it's been yeah, it's it's really cool to see that. And it it does make me excited to you know see where he's gonna go throughout the series. Yeah. Uh, overall um, I, I know we don't have too much time to talk about this one, but like one, you, one last one yeah, last thing ahead. before we get to like overall thoughts, which I I think we learn um, an important thing about them is their uh, their insights. You need to like you know learn your core insight. Oh yes, yes, an- good, good call. Advance to Underlord and Linden's is I fight so I won't be worthless anymore. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. It, you know, these are pretty powerful. They help you get, you know, a read on the character. That's definitely one where I feel like, yeah, you could have figured that out if you had known, if you had like, you know, if you had thought about it, like it totally makes sense with Lyndon's character. I liked it. And same with Yaren's, mm-hmm. which was, I, you can read that one. I assume you have that one pulled up. She says, I train in the sacred arts because I don't like people around me dying and it hurts. And I'm afraid I'll have to feel that again. So I try to get stronger so I won't have to. Yeah. Yeah. I think good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that like Lyndon's is like an eloquent way to put like his fears is yeah. He's, he's essentially been worthless from the time he was unsold, like proclaimed unsold. And it's, you know, I guess shaped him. I would have, I I mean, if I had tried to like guess it beforehand, I probably would have like said something along, like I, I train to get stronger, like to help others or Mm -hmm. something like that. So it's, I guess it's a bit different. It's a bit more internal. Like, I guess his fear is that he's going to be worthless and he's trying to 
but that's always been his fear ever since he like didn't have a path or whatever back in sacred valley that he was that he was worthless mm-hmm. and so I, I think that's cool it, it shows the character how well the characters progressed how he's still dealing with a lot of the same issues he's always been dealing with i think it's a i liked it yeah kind of it. yeah yeah and yaron um i remember i mentioned this in another episode but we or i i i had said that like yaron's like afraid of being alone and i think that's like kind of goes in hand with her insight and i think she she wants linden to stay with her but she's also afraid of the pain of linden choosing to leave so it's like she wants to let him in but is scared of what might happen what about the scene where he walks in on her and she's topless Do i don't remember that, that scene. you don't remember it she yeah she was like in the uh she was in her tent after she was like uh damaged after her life force was damaged and yeah okay she was topless and he like barged in to try and talk to her and there's there's some uh some hints of romance happening hints hints of romance yes so yeah i mean oh and then and then orthos orthos ends up going to um going to sacred valley to help out with linden's family that mm-hmm. was unexpected for me i had no that, idea he was well, going is, there is, yeah, I guess I I didn't know if he was trying to help out or if he was trying to like bond with his sister because she, I don't I don't know I, I I'm looking forward to see that storyline now because mm-hmm. I do like Orthos as I was saying earlier that was a gut punch to see him leave I thought that was cool and this is the first time we see what's happened to Lyndon's family after he left which is that they're basically in hiding like the the Waishi clan or not Waishi that's people are hunting the way clan it's it's the school that yeah the the school that he basically destroyed yeah like destroyed part of it and escaped they're oh they're going down and hunting him yeah oh yeah so i mean uh, maybe maybe you don't like quite get that picture maybe from it but yeah essentially Weishi kelsa is she's on the run and orthos is going to back her up so in in the future books we'll probably get more of a picture of what's going on there nice yeah i'm excited for that all right uh yeah my overall thoughts i I mean i think i gave them at the beginning i'm excited Mm -hmm. to see where the series goes i'm excited for new characters like dross i'm excited that orthos is still in the picture um i'm excited to continue reading it i do hope that you know we get some of that payoff to where it's not just the opening of the next book or a future of every single future book is like oh i need to progress so that i don't feel like i'm the weakest person in the room anymore yeah that's that's where i'm at great yeah i so i liked ghostwater maybe underlord was like a little bit more set up to me mm. which was a bit maybe that's why i didn't like it i think that makes sense but it, we're setting up for the uncrowned kingdom or the uncrowned tournament, which is, I think, one of my favorite parts of the series. Ooh, is the upcoming or the upcoming book? Seems like the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah, it's similar but better. Nice. All right. Maybe not. Maybe not better to you, but better to me. No, I. I mean, hey, I'm excited for it. Yeah. All right. Oh, and uh, Lyndon's gonna have to face off against Ethan and Yaren. Oh yeah, that's oh dang, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, what a good twist. I yeah. really like that. Yeah, where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's it's Lyndon versus Ethan and Yaren. Oh, that was great. 
I, I, I'm, yeah, dang, I can't believe we forgot to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. great like, twist. That's the great biggest twist. part, one of the biggest parts of the book, I guess. But I, I loved it too, because at this point they've been a team and we're breaking up the team. So who's who's uh, more driven? Is what do you think is going to happen if you had to, if you had to guess what was going to happen in the Uncrowned Kingdom? I think that Uncrowned Tournament, not Kingdom. I think that that Ethan and Yaren are going to win with a a little bit of help from from Lyndon and Lyndon. So there's only one winner. Oh, oh yeah. Well, but they work as a team, right? In some ways, they work as a team up to and it'll get more into this in the next book but like yeah you work as a team up to a certain point and then it basically becomes like every man for themselves but like if you get like three if you get three people from your team all in the top like 16 it's you know looked on very favorably right and depending on how far you get you get like better and better gifts for it yeah i remember that yeah, what what do you think? Could you predict? Uh, do you think one of them is going to win, Ethan, Yaren, or Lyndon? Lyndon, or they're going to fall short? I mean, it seems like Lyndon wins kind of everything in the long run, but I okay. kind of hope Ethan wins. That's kind of my, yeah, my hope for it. Yeah, it's. I mean, Ethan is. He's got a lot. He's got a lot. I feel like up his sleeve, so it's hard to he see does. him losing. He does have a heart at this heart. point. Yeah. All right. All right. Nice. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, well, with that, we're um, going to finish up. We, I feel like even though we have been talking about these books for like almost an hour, we still didn't say, we, we didn't talk about as much as they should have been talked about. Just, I guess that's what happens when yeah. you do two and one reviews. We do two and one, but I think we kind of need to with how many books are in the series and we're trying to fit them yeah. all in. But yeah. So I think there's a lot to be said and a lot to be discussed and if you're listening to this, we would love to talk to you about it in our Discord. Um, so if you want to come on down, talk to us there. If not, you can leave a comment or on your YouTube or Twitter. I, I don't really look at comments after that one person called me high as a kite. I mean, hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> what There are worse things to be. Hey, you, you weren't on the Wheel of Time episodes, okay? Okay. <laughs> yeah you guys yeah you guys got decimated that, there that'll 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 make you get some thick skin yeah they're they're passionate fans in pretty much any for any book series but i think wheel of time probably has the greatest quantity of very passionate fans so yeah and when it's placed tough. at the center of like the culture war and make it a little bit yeah. toxic but yeah, yeah that's true um right. so come on down talk to us in discord we have a lot of different forms of social media if you want to check us out there thanks for getting this far and listening to us hopefully you'll tune in next time for our review of books seven and eight nice of cradle yeah we're getting up there talk to you later josh all right see you around